Good afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome to In the Dugout with EMD Baseball. As usual, I'm Andy Kirikides, joined by my wonderful co-host with a magnificent beard, Keith Glasser. Keith, what's going on? Nothing. What's up? Nothing. I had to trim mine down for a wedding this weekend. You're definitely outclassing me in the beard category today. I I didn't get to it. Yeah. So, today... The old adage is that defense wins championships. The other adage, maybe not an adage, but the fact of the matter is, if you're somebody who's at the college level or you're a high school kid who's looking looking to get recruited, one of the best ways to get recruited or get on the field when you get to college is to be a really good defender. And we're going to take a few minutes to talk about why that's the case. So, Coach, kick it off. Yeah, the, you know, being able to play defense at a high level, the college game is is paramount to being able to win games, right? Like, you know, we talk about it all the time that college coaches are going to be paid to win baseball games. Like the whole goal, obviously, is to win as many games as you can, make the playoffs, get to a regional, super regional, World Series, whatever. Um, you can't play at the highest levels and win without playing defense. Um, you know, we used to talk about it all the time in our, in our program, like you can't be a one trick pony. You know, you can't have um, nine DHs hitting in your lineup. You're going to have to be able to play defense at some point in time. You know, in in college, you know, and I, and I think it's, you know, the Division One level, I, I think in, it's not very different across um, one, two, and three. But about two-thirds of all games played at the college level are going to be separated by our, our one-run games. You know, that's 66% of games that are one-run games. There's a lot that can happen, obviously, in those one-run games. And being able to play defense is what separates guide teams from being able to be on the right side of the, those one-run or two-run games. You know, if you take it out to two runs, I think it jumps to like 80%. Um, you know, and, and the ability to not play defense puts you on the wrong side of that. You know, and, and obviously, when you look at it from that lens, you know, if you can – play defense, you're likely going to be in and be able to win 66 to 80% of the games that you're playing. You know, and if you watch the college game and you get out there and see, like, you'll see a, a lot of defensive replacements late in games because coaches can say, like, okay, well, you know, that dude just hit, might come up one more time. If we're the home team, that, that spot might not come up again. Um, if it does, we probably scored a bunch of runs. But if not, like defensively, we're putting in our best defensive guys right now because we need to be able to put a priority on making plays late in the game to be able to win to keep this lead and let us win this one run game. You know, so the the ability to play defense is a is an entry point for you to find yourself on the field at a super early point in your career. You might not be able to. You might not be hitting all the time, you know, but being able to play on a weekend and play the seventh, eighth and ninth in, in high leverage situations because you can play defense generally is going to start to create a little bit more confidence. And then, you know, maybe you play on a Wednesday midweek and you get a couple hits and, you know, before you know it, 
you find yourself in the lineup a little bit more. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people, especially in today's game, you know, you, you can turn on Twitter and, and Instagram and you can find everybody talking about, you know, how you should swing the baseball bat and this is the correct way to go. And, you know, there's not a lot of stuff that you'll see on, on the D, not nearly as much, I will say, that you see on defense. And I think, you know, we're losing that premium of, you know, you still have to be able to play defense in order to play baseball in college. You want to be an everyday guy and you want to play a lot. You have to be able to play defense. And that can also get you in the lineup a lot earlier if you're capable of doing that at a high level because defense is going to be at a premium. No doubt about it. The thing I always come back to about baseball is at the end of the day, simply put, it's a run prevention sport. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can manufacture offense. You can't manufacture defense. Like you can't fake defense because you either have guys who can catch the balls they're supposed to catch, which means that you'll probably be pretty good and your defense statistically will be all right. But then you have guys who can really defend. And those are the guys that make that glove side play at shortstop and throw a guy out at first base. Like they turn hits into outs, right? And that's where you can really make a difference. The the other thing is there's only one DH. And if you're gonna wear a glove, you have to be able to defend. And I don't care people the the days of first base being a just a big goofy slugger who can hit, they're they're gone. Mm-hmm. Like go look at the teams that are playing at a high level at college baseball right now. Go look at the dudes who are playing first. Like Nick Kurtz would be uh, he would be a legit third baseman if he wasn't left-handed at Wake Forest. The kid can flat-out defend. He's mm-hmm. a difference maker. If he goes 0 for 4, he helps Wake win games because he can legitimately play defense, yeah. right? Well, yeah. and the, 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 the interesting thing, too, uh, at first base, and I think you know it, it's worth mentioning. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the – you know, I think there's been a little bit of a mind shift change at the college level, like, and maybe even at the pro level, like, you know, generally speaking, in the infield, who handles the ball the most? Yes, first baseman. Right. If if there is going to be a put out, he's probably touching the ball. (laughs) The guy guy who handles the ball the most probably shouldn't be the least athletic guy in the infield. Like, I'm not going to say that he's, like, the you know, by and large, like, uh, amazing, like, the the best. But I think that gap has certainly been – been condensed down over the last couple of years because there there is such a premium on defense. The the days of the days of the kid who hits just going and playing first base, they're gone. Yes. yes. That is like it's not it's not a placeholder for a kid who can just hit anymore. Like mm-hmm. you still need to be able to do your thing over there. And there's one DH spot. And yeah, we had Murph at when I was at William Mayor, we always had the thing is that you always take at least one kid regardless of position in a class that you think's got a chance to really hit because you do have a DH spot. And then maybe you can turn that kid into, a, in, into a guy that can play defense. But I'll tell you what, as a college coach, the last thing you want to do is be looking around and you don't have anybody who can play defense at a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the positions, they matter more and more. And the higher you go up, the more defense matters because you need to be able to convert those balls and outs. And you were, you were getting on some statistics about close games. This is a stat from William and Mary. So this this predates me So I, for a couple of years, but three years while I was there, and I believe two years prior to that, so like five-year window. 
if we won the free base battle, walks, hit by pitches, dirt ball reads, stolen bases, errors, I'm sure I'm missing one. Um, if Ball. we won that battle and errors, errors, which wild pitches goes back to being able to defend, errors, extra bases, um, throwing to the wrong base, those are all ways for an extra base to happen when you're on the defensive side of the ball. If we won the free base battle, I think we won like 86% of our games. Like baseball comes down to defense and free bases. Um, similar to the NFL with turnovers, like – if you don't turn the ball over in the NFL, like you got a pretty good chance to win a game. And it doesn't matter who you play. If you play defense day in and day out, you have a legitimate chance to win just about wherever you go because you can always manufacture runs. Like mm -hmm. you can steal, you can be really good at base running, you can bunk guys over, you can hit and run. You can't do that on defense on defense. Like in the the other adage is defense travels. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you go. Defense will always show up. Doesn't matter the ballpark. Doesn't matter the wind. Like if you can defend, you can defend. It's not a coincidence that the teams that you see go deep into the tournament. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter if it's the division one level, two level, three level. If you look at the top of conferences, if you look at the NCAA tournament, if you look at the super regionals, and you look at the college world series at all those different levels, the teams that are at the top of their little sections of college baseball, I guarantee you they're at the top of the defensive food chain. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of what we're getting at is a couple things. One, if you're a college kid, like play defense and you got a chance, especially if you play what people call a premium position. Like if you're a shortstop and you can really defend, most coaches will be like, yeah, I'll hit him eighth. And we'll figure out the offensive piece whenever. If you're going to turn outs, if you're going to turn ground balls and outs, you're going to play. Mm -hmm. But for the high school kids who are out there, and this does not get talked about enough in the recruiting process to kids, and it doesn't get the limelight on social media that it should, is that you want to get recruited, be able to defend. Like be a really good defender. Because you can get stronger. We can tweak your swing. We can make some adjustments there. But it's harder to close the gap in college as a defender than it is to close the gap from a strength position or from an offensive approach position uh, angle. But if you want to get recruited, like be really good at catching and throwing things and getting the ball to where it's supposed to go, and you'll turn heads. It's that simple. You'll find yourself in the lineup more, and you will find yourself on the field in high leverage situations, which is where everyone wants to be. Yep, yep. That goes for pitchers too, right? And we've yeah, talked about this a little bit. Position, but this this is an important piece that gets overlooked, and I think a lot of college, a lot of high school kids struggle with this transition when they get to college. There's fielding your position, which is being able to get off the mound, deliver the ball to first base be where you're supposed to be, but like even simpler stuff that's a part of the defensive game, holding runners, switching up looks, uh, knowing which base to back up, like yeah. little stuff like that is a game changer. And a lot of, there's a lot of high school pitchers who get to college and the biggest hurdle they have is all they can do is toe the rubber and throw the ball to home plate. And if that's all you can do, and we have some folks coming on, in the next couple of weeks, you 
probably you, I don't know what the release schedule will be. Sorry. Um, <laughs> my mind's going crazy. Um, but they talk about you can't just be able to do that in order to pitch in the college game. You right. have to be able to do the other stuff. You have to be able to hold runners. You have to be able to deliver the ball to the correct bases on bump plays. You have to be able to get off the mound and field your position. You have to know where you're backing up bases. Like It seems elementary, but it doesn't get taught because for the bulk of a kid's high school career and recruitable window, they are obsessed about doing one thing, which is throwing hard and tearing up the track man data, which is great because it'll get you on people's radar. But if you want to play at the next level, you have to be able to do the other stuff because everybody who's there does the same stuff physically that you do. So you need to separate yourself with stuff that wins games. Yep. Anything else you want to add, Coach? Be good at defense. It's also really fun, and it's not super hard to get better at. If you just pay attention to what you do from a catch play perspective, like if you're an infielder or you're a catcher, and you throw to get better at catching and throwing instead of throwing to get loose, you'll get you'll immediately get better immediately by just focusing on where you're delivering the baseball to your partner, right? Don't make it like let's see if I can get him to catch it. Like let's let's see if I can hit him in his left glove in his left shoulder and narrow your focus. Just take catch play serious because at the end of the day, it's half of what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, I I think the 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 ability to be able to i hate calling it play catch because you're not really playing the ability to to warm up correctly um is very underrated at the i think sometimes at the college level but also at the, the high school level um it, it's an opportunity for 10 15 20 minutes a day that you can actually get better at your position from a throwing standpoint that a lot of people take for granted like you can get better especially as a catcher like you can work exchanges footwork being in the tag zone for literally the entirety of you getting loose before practice and you know i i, I for one like you know i i took that time very seriously i i can only speak for myself um you know but that's also part of the reason why you know i i think that i was a, a pretty good defender and and was able to throw some guys out you know, I, I took pride in that and wanted to do it and, and, and spent the time doing it during, you know, throwing programs and throwing progressions and stuff like that. And I think that that gets lost. You know, I didn't do it in high school, right? Like I didn't know. It took me getting to college and understanding what, you know, how that time was best spent in order for me to, you know, work my way onto the field. But defense was a way that I found my way onto the field early. I wasn't the greatest hitter in the world. Um, you know, but I could defend. So I found my way onto the field a, a lot as a, as a younger player because I was able to catch a little bit and, and block and throw. Which is why I hey. hate the pop time. Yeah, I mean, it's... Shoot, it's one of the only things I was good at. Like, <laughs> but, but honestly, like I look back at it now, it's because I threw a lot. I threw mm -hmm. a lot. And I threw all different kinds of ways from all different angles, on the run, over the top, from the side, down below, long toss, short toss, touch play, like 
you know, throw a ball at 120 feet with a huge arc on it, goofing around and landing it in your park, your, your, pa- your partner's back pocket. And then the next right. one, try to throw it through his face. And it's like, all right, well, I can do a bunch of different stuff with this ball. And I was probably wasn't doing it in the way that I coached it. But I just liked throwing and I probably liked it because I was good at it. But like, I liked playing long toss every day. Mm-hmm. I liked throwing from different angles. Like, I liked taking ground balls and throwing across the infield every day. That was something that it made me better. Um, shout out Joe Recruya, who got me on the train of like, hey, man, I want you to throw across the infield every day. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's 10 throws, I don't care if it's 50. See how your arm feels, but I want you to throw across the infield every day. Cause it's going to make you better. And that's, but that's kind of just what it takes. Like you have to do it a bunch. Um, yeah. I mean, you, it, you it's can't just do it when you're at a clinic. You can't just do it when you're going to work with your coach. Like you need to, you know, you're, you're doing your pregame, like make those 10 minutes pregame productive. Like it doesn't need to be completely mapped out, but you know, to your point, what's the harm in, Working double play turns. What's the harm in working your relay footwork, tag plays, throwing from multiple angles? Like you can do that in 10 minutes. You're getting yourself loose. You're getting yourself prepared for the game. But now you've got you've got 10 double play turn reps. Mm-hmm. The guy who didn't do it. And you start stacking those together. You're talking hundreds, if not thousands, of reps over the course of a season. Yep. Just because you took catch play serious. And it is literally half of what you do defensively. So get good at it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's going to be days that you don't, you're not going to cover any throwing or footwork from a catching standpoint. It's going to be heavy catching or blocking. You can take that 10 or 15 minutes to get all of your throwing stuff done from an exchange and footwork standpoint where you got it done, you know, and I was going a little bit longer than our normal shorts, but the other is that, you know, I, I was thinking when you were talking about the, the the defense and the throwing, what you did, like there's a tweet I saw and I sent it to you. And I, I think Brennan Crawford is one of the most underrated shortstops of our generation, but there's a, a video of him on Twitter that you can probably find where he's just like, he's out there screwing around, like bouncing balls around and making absurd throws. And he was just like, I don't know. I might have to do this at some point in time. So like might as well. And then it cuts to like him in game, just making absurd plays. And it's like, you know, you never know when, you know, you have to be athletic on the field. So, you know, take catch play seriously. And then when you're taking ground balls, like make throws from all over the place. Well, that's something that I tried to preach with, uh, with my infielders. Um, and was lucky to have some, some pretty good ones. Um, guys who ended up playing pro ball and all that good stuff, but be really good at the fundamental stuff. But I also never took, and this is a big point. Of, of emphasis for me because I think that the drill work that kids do today, specifically in the American baseball circuit, you turn these kids into robots and you zap them of their athleticism. Mm-hmm. I wanted my guys to be good at doing the day-to-day stuff, but I also needed them to be good at being an athlete. So having a whole round of just run-throughs and just be like, hey, you got to catch this on the run, figure out how to catch it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, catch the in-between hop, do some stuff, and, like, don't zap yourself because players do this too, is that they zap themselves of their own athleticism. Like, go and work on glove flips from shortstop to second base. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't let that supersede the fundamental stuff. But if you want to be able to do a glove flip in a game 
or you want to be able to bare hand a slow roller, you probably should practice it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing too, like at the, you know, in the college game, I, a lot of BP is played live. I don't know how much of it is played at the, the, you know, the high school level and such like, you know, when you take BP on the field, like you're, there's a point in time, multiple times during the year where like you're playing it live. Like there's, you know, there's not a runner, but like that ball's hit live and you're going to feel it live and throw it across the diamond. Someone's going to catch it at first base, you know, and that's where, you know, obviously when you have bigger rosters and you have pitchers, like you can throw some pitchers over at first base, catch over, catch up for you. So that first base can get live reads and stuff too. But, you know, I, I think that's an important part of, of, you know, not just being a, a, a straight, you know, taking straight fungos all the time. Like there's a place for it. They're like, I did it when I coached, like it's great. But I do think that there's, you know, at the, the the high school level, like you're, you want to try to get as many live reads as you possibly can. And that generally is going to come during BP. Gosh, darn right. It is Keith. Mm. All right. We want to touch long, but as you can tell listeners, we're passionate about this and not only does it translate to the actual realities of college baseball, but fact of the matter is if you can really defend, you're going to get recruited. Um, weight, weight room and a few offensive tweaks are uh, inevitable for most college kids. Being a really good defender is a, a little bit harder gap to close. So you want to get recruited, go play defense. Um, that's it for this week. We'll be back again. Of course, keep pumping these things out. Uh, go ahead and hit the follow like button on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at EMD Baseball. And if you want to find out how we help families and educate uh, student athletes on the recruiting process, check out our new online academy. You can do that at www.emdbaseball.com. Until next week, thank you.